You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Mickey. And this is Megan. Welcome back, you guys. I hope you guys all had a happy Easter. Yep, a weird at-home quarantine-style Easter, but hopefully at least you got to be quarantined with your loved ones, at least some of them, and and celebrate the holiday in your own way. Yeah, yeah, we had we had as good of a time as we could with the situation, so it is definitely one we'll remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got some adorable pictures. I love that they turned out. We had a very, very low-key Easter. Like, we got up and did baskets and hunted for eggs, and then everything else was just a normal day. Like, we didn't get dressed up. We didn't... I didn't take a single picture, which I kind of, like, regret now. But, I mean, it was just, like, a fun... We played outside and had some bonfires and just, like, a a chill day. So... And we had grilled cheese. You did? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Us, too. (laughs) National Grilled Cheese Day. I went to post about it. Um, So we're like, what are we going to have for Easter dinner? And I remember you mentioned that, too. So we were having grilled cheese at the same time. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, it was delicious. Um, Well, that kind of reminds me of something I'm going to talk about in our highs and lows. So let's just jump right into that. Um, I'll go ahead and start. So... My high for this week was interesting because my husband was off. So his job is doing every other week now with two different crews working um, to try to limit exposure because they're essential. So they still have to be there. So I was really, really nervous about how that was going to look because I finally have got like my mental health in a good place and got Nora in like a pretty good place expecting what to do each day. Like we have a pretty tight routine now since it's been weeks and weeks and weeks of figuring it out. And you know, this routine is, it just got comfortable like pretty recently. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's going to be his week off. It could totally throw a wrench in everything. Like he's treating it kind of like he's going to be on vacation, but I can't just treat a week of life like vacation Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to like stay Sane and that just I don't think that would go well for me so uh I was really nervous about how it was gonna go but it went great um he he like slept in and stayed up late but I really tried my best to go to sleep at my normal time and set my alarm and wake up at my normal time and just kind of fit him into our routine and he was totally open to that too and it worked out so good because when I was doing like my workouts or my stroller shed classes or going on runs with the stroller like I would anyway. He got some like downtime to himself to work on projects. And then he would kind of relieve me and spend some time bonding with Nora. So I had some time to do projects. And like in our relationship, it's really important that we each have like our independent time as well. And so we were able to just somehow find the perfect balance of like family bonding, independent time with Nora, and then like just together time and then independent times separately. And it was amazing. And it, he went back today and it was so awful. I was just Aww. like, Oh my gosh, miss him. And just like, we didn't think about coronavirus at all because he wasn't leaving the house. 
-hmm. We had groceries for two weeks delivered like, you know, two weeks ago because I just had to get them today. So it was just like we didn't have to think about it at all. And it was just like this perfect little week. So four more days and then he'll be off again. (laughs) So (laughs) we can start all over. But so that was my high. Um, My low... (laughs) This is why the grilled cheese reminded me. I have just been eating like absolute garbage. Um, except for we don't have that much junk food in our house. And I've done that intentionally. But like it's like the healthier food that I have that I can turn into junk food. So like Lara bars at 10 o'clock at night. Like <laughs> sweet potato crackers. Like it's like this this like 10 p.m. eating. Mm-hmm. That's been so bad. And I think it's just like stress. But the worst part was I've been ordering my groceries in advance so that I can do a couple weeks at a time. And um, I had done my Fred Meyer order and it already came and we were doing a big, huge Costco order. And you have to put it in like a week before at least when you want to get it. And so the Fred Meyer order already came. The Costco order was coming like four days later. So I just kind of kept adding stuff to the Costco order like, oh, well. I guess I need that. Oh, we need that. Oh, we need that. And in that time, I just had the biggest sweet tooth. I just wanted like cake <laughs> or like cookies or something. And I'm not a baker. I'm just, I'm not. And so I was like, I don't even have the stuff to scrounge together to make something like that. <laughs> so my Costco cart just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and then I decided, you know, what sounds so good. Brownies. I'm putting brownies on the Costco order. Not really thinking about the fact that it was Costco. Mm-hmm. So the Costco order comes. And there's this big ass box of brownies. And I open it. Six bags. Oh yeah, the Ghirardelli ones, right? Oh, with the chocolate <laughs> chips in there. Oh, oh my baby, God. they are so good. <laughs> so the first the first night that we made them was the night we got them at like nine o'clock. I was like, I'm making brownies. But I I um Again, I'm not a baker. Anyway, I'm going off on tangent, but it's it's just good to know. So I mixed everything wrong. So they were they just like were rock hard and like sticking oh. to the pan, but we still ate them. So then we're like, well, they didn't really work out, even though we ate them. Like, I guess we're gonna have to make them again tonight. So <laughs> we made another batch. Like the ne- it was either the next night or two nights later, and so it was just like, oh my gosh. So. I'm trying really hard not to make the uh, the next batch because it's been Thursday was a week. So we made two batches of brownies in one week. I'm trying to make this oh. box last. But did that second time work out? It worked out because I followed the instructions. I cooked it for a little bit less. Yeah. Than what it said, mm-hmm. but I didn't take them out of the pan and I didn't know. I don't know if it's just me or what I'm doing wrong, but if you let them stay in the pan, they're like super hard to get out. Oh, yeah. yeah. So next can- time. Yeah, you can put like some parchment paper in the pan or tin foil or something to help get them out. Not that I bake a lot or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Well, yes. yeah, the brownies are there. And now I'm thinking about them. And every night, it's not until like about nine o'clock that I'm like, oh, I want brownies. I'm like, they take 45 minutes to bake. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, if it's nine o'clock and I want brownies, I'm going to be eating some like 10 o'clock brownies. That's not going to go over well. So. <laughs> Oh, I gotta get so it together, funny. but at least I'm working out. I'm, I'm. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'm necessarily gaining weight because I'm working out so much that it's compensating for my midnight brownies. But yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, (laughs) your five miles plus runs. I think you deserve brownies once in a while. I'll give you that. (laughs) Thank you. Gosh. Oh, that's too funny. Um, Well, my highs and lows. My low also involves Costco, but we'll get to that. Um, Let's see. My high. Just a cute little moment that happened. Um, I think it was yesterday. It's hard to remember because all the days blend in (laughs) to Mm -hmm. each other. Like... But I think it was yesterday. The kids, um, they've they've been doing really well with this whole thing. Like they, I I don't think they've noticed that much of a difference besides not going to school. But it kind of just feels like summer break. Um, So they've been great. And they're either playing together or fighting. (laughs) Which seems nice. But yesterday, they were sitting together on the couch. Playing some little game to themselves. and, And they're like, we overhear them start talking to each other and and they're like you're my favorite person in the house you're mine too like to each other they're like all talking they're like did you hear oh they're like laughing and they're like don't tell mom and dad i was like what oh no nothing because they didn't want to hurt our feelings they're very big about that but they're they're like you're my favorite person in the house to each other and then they were like holding hands and they oh we were getting ready to settle in to watch um lego masters this like Lego competition show. Anyways, they're like, we have to hold hands and we have to be sitting together touching. And so they're like snuggled up in the corner and like ready to watch the Lego show. It was the oh. cutest. Like could not make this up cute thing. And of course, before the show even got over, they were like over it. And Piper's like, I'm going to go sit by dad. Don't touch me. <laughs> like the moment passed, but it was there and it was so, so cute. cute. Yeah. Oh so gosh, cuties. Yeah, that was really, really sweet. Um, and then my low, um, it's not really anything specific, but um, I've been doing a really good job staying home. We've gone for, I think, two like walks in the past like month and a half or whatever, however long this has been. Yeah. So we really do not get out much at all. Um, but I made a big trip to Fred Meyer and Costco when Mike got off work on Friday um, because yeah, he's working a week on week off, and so I ha- it's I have to go when he's home, and so I like made this big list and wanted to just get everything that I could possibly think of. Went to Fred Meyer's, was there for like an hour and a half. Went to Costco, got in line. The line was b- wrapped behind the back of the store. It took an hour and a half in line just to get in, and I like. I had my, I brought a mask. Mike brought some masks home from work that they sent them with. And so I like wore my mask in Fred Meyer and just like walking around the store, seeing people in masks was it like, messed me up. It yeah. was so, so creepy. Like just, it really like upset me. And like, and then waiting in line at Costco and we're like all standing in like a single file line spaced six feet apart, waiting to get in. And they're like, sanitizing all the carts as you're waiting and like the customer service there is amazing like they wipe down the conveyor belt in between everyone there's little shields up like they are hardcore about it and then the store is like empty because they're only letting a certain number of people in at a time yeah so it was nice but 
it still was very like yeah creepy really creepy and i spent so much money i just bought everything that i could ever think that we would want to eat for this foreseeable future i'm like you might have to stop at the store get like eggs and like some fruit and vegetables just to like replenish which now i should set an order for that because Mm -hmm. ahead of time yeah every time i go to get groceries it's because we're out and i can't wait that long but um but it definitely made me not want to go out again ever like ever and it just really put things into perspective and just kind of like brought me back to reality a little bit that oh yeah like we're we're having fun at home and we're really fortunate to have our little space here with our big yard and like hang out but it's really like because there's this virus going around and so yeah it just really stressed me out and I haven't been out that's terrifying I mean I, I don't think I could handle that honestly yeah, Mike wanted to go. He's like, yeah, maybe make a list and I can go to the store. I kind of want to experience it and like see what it's like out there because this yeah. is like a once in a lifetime thing. But there just ended up being so much. He's like, you know what? You need the break from the kids and mm-hmm. to get out of the house and just like go. And I like do the food anyway. So yeah. Um, yeah, so it felt good to have a break. And I didn't mind standing in line that long. And like it was a beautiful day and everyone was like nice and everything, but still like don't stand too close to me and like the whole yeah just the the whole virus thing is just insane it's terrifying honestly it's just it's just getting to the point it's like okay we're all waiting around but like nobody even knows what we're waiting for and it's just Mm -hmm. like so yeah so much yep it's a lot over a lot oh man well that's cool you got to experience it and yeah now you don't have to do it again. I'm like, I may never leave my house again. Like, we just got a case of wine and tequila delivered to our house yesterday. Like, oh, nice. literally everything you can get, basically everything delivered to your house. And, like, how privileged are we that we can do that? Yeah. You know? It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, no contact. I just left my ID on the porch. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. So, wow. You know, that was, yeah. A big deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't oh, know you could cool. do that. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Awesome. Yeah. So, everything delivers. Yeah. Um, man. Ugh. Well, I just, I'm sure every single episode we do for the foreseeable future, we're going to touch on this. But um, this episode tonight is a little bit more business focused and... You know, I think we can take our minds off of the coronavirus a little bit here. And it's going to be really good for a lot of us who are working from home and need some inspiration on what we can be doing to really build our businesses in this time. Um, And so I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest. She is literally the definition of boss lady. She is one of the most empowering and inspiring women that I've ever met full of information, out-of-the-box ideas, motivation, and laughter, this woman will leave you lifted up and making you feel like you can conquer the world. She's always up to something big and leaves her mark on with each venture she takes. It's my honor to welcome to the show branding educator and lifestyle branding photographer, the fierce, intelligent, and completely amazing Kelsey Curtis. Hi, Kelsey! Hi, ladies. I am so excited to join you today. I feel so honored. Oh, we feel so honored. (laughs) Yeah, we are definitely 
fan boss ladies are my jam so i feel like this is like coming to a house full of my people and we're just drinking wine and be like all right ladies let's talk about it let's talk about branding let's talk about all the things dish 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 so you all are my people <laughs> you, you are honestly like the biggest boss lady that i mean that i know in real life you are just like boss lady goals on fire all the time. I, we just are so honored to have you on the show. So well, thank you, thank you so very much. much. I feel like my secret is I don't BS and I keep it real. That's that's the secret to being a, an amazing boss lady. <laughs> keep it real and don't play pretend because that's yeah. how we respond to is real talk. And uh, I really appreciate you for saying that. Yeah, of course. We're all about keeping it real on this in this space. Like that is our main goal because life is not always beautiful and curated so the more real is we can ever? be the better like, honestly <laughs> we wouldn't have enough content if we were trying to keep it really nice and classy so we roll with what we've got <laughs> well, I mean, even the name of your podcast like boss ladies that and alone there's enough content right there but then you add the babies aspect and it's like infinite possibilities of real talk <laughs> oh yeah Oh yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's dig right in. Why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So, Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate and honor your time listening to what I have to say with you guys, share with you guys. Uh, my name is Kelsey Curtis and I am a branding educator and lifestyle branding photographer. And I'm the creator of the connection method, um, which teaches leaders and entrepreneurs how to define a connection based brand. And the connection method is my book, which will be coming out later this year, um, probably winter 2020. And um, that is something that I, I have a passion about sharing um, connection based branding to help women entrepreneurs um, and leaders really connect with themselves first, so that they best can connect with others, and really stop feeling scattered with where they're at, but actually have a defined brand, um, whether they're in business or just a leader in their company, um, but really have a defined brand so they feel confident and have a direction and not so scattered. So I really, I specialize in confidence. I help people define a connection-based brand so they stand in confidence. And then as a veteran professional photographer that specializes in lifestyle branding photography, I help women um, feel confident in front of the camera and really show their true beauty and capture who they are in the heart of their business um, and their brand. So that's a little bit about who I am, what I do, and we'll get into more into all of the, all of the things I'm sure in yeah, just absolutely. a second. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, that, that wraps it up. Um, I thought it was really cool to share that I met you at a, um, at my last real estate brokerage, it was a branding workshop and mm -hmm. you were up there and how you're saying, you know, about the confidence. I mean, you just exude confidence. I remember watching you talk and I was just thinking to myself, like, I want to be her. Like she is so <laughs> confident just like I mean you just made me feel like I could take on the world and um that that photo shoot that we did together we did a branding photo shoot and you guys will see some of those photos on my real estate page but it just that was game changing for me and sitting down and doing like the planning afterwards for my brand I mean you have taught me just in that small amount of time that we spent working together so much about branding and business and just being like a confident businesswoman in general, it's just amazing. Oh my so gosh. Like 
my, my little heart cup is being overflowing, <laughs> overflowing right now, because honestly, like when I help other people succeed, when I help my clients and my community succeed, like that's, that's not feeding me or helping me out. It's helping the raise the tide for everyone else. So thank you for sharing that because that's the thing. So much can come out of defining a brand. And I always say, uh, branding is so much more than a logo. You talk about the confidence that you get, you get the direction. And that's what I specialize in is just really showing people how to define a brand so they can stand confidently in who they are and have a direction and know how to make decisions and stand confident in those decisions. And it is so awesome to hear you say that and just fills my little heart because I know that you're making such an impact in your community just by making those decisions to define your brand and um, stand confidently in what you offer. So, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a happy branding mama. So happy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started? Like what led you to this incredible journey that you're on? Yes, absolutely. So um, I have been a professional photographer for 10 years now. Actually, May 2020 will be my 10-year anniversary of being a professional photographer. Oh. And um, I didn't go to school to be a photographer. I actually have been a, an entrepreneur since I was 11 years old. Um, my grandfather was a master entrepreneur, and he saw that I was playing business as a kid. Like, <laughs> I had a McDonald's. I had a Blockbuster video. For those of you who don't know, those are video <laughs> stores. Um, I had a grocery store, all of these things. And he was a master entrepreneur um, where he, in the depression, he owned a florist company. And uh, in the 80s and 90s, he owned a sailboat brokerage company down in Newport Beach, California. And he knew business. And so at 11 years old, he told me, Kelsey, it's time to start your first business. And we bypassed the lemonade stand completely. And he's like, we're starting a jewelry company where we imported silver and abalone jewelry from Mexico. And he would take me door to door to sell this jewelry to boutiques in the, <laughs> in the town where we live. Wow. And so I was raised as an entrepreneur and having an entrepreneur spirit was always in me. Um, and then back in 2010, I was in between careers, in between businesses. I didn't know what I was doing. And then my, something happened that never happens. And I'm sure all you ladies are going to like, what this happened? This, this is shocking. My head my heart and my intuition all agreed on one thing. And they said, Kelsey, you need to become a professional photographer. Even though I did not own a camera, even though <laughs> I did not know how to operate a camera once said camera was in my hand, even though I didn't know how to own a creative business. Wow. <laughs> and so oh. what I did is the next day I bought a camera and I went to work. And it was really interesting to see how, you know, I'm a very driven person. So I just dove right in and I went after it. And as my business grew, it was looking great on the outside. But what was happening below was the comparison monster. His claws were in my back and holding on for dear life. I would go online and see, um, you know, other photographers. And I'm like, wait a minute, is that what a photographer should be like? Is that what my business should look like? Should I change my photos to be dark and moody? Should I change my photos to be light and airy? Should I do this? Should I do this? Second guessing everything, which was making me so unconfident in what I was doing, which was then creating this inconsistency in my work and not really serving my clients to the best of my ability, not serving my community in any way. And so 
I thought back to the teachings that my grandpa always taught me was it's not about the end product, Kelsey. It's about the story. It's about who you are. It's about selling and sharing who you are and establishing the relationship. And then back then the jewelry will sell itself type deal. Mm -hmm. So I thought back to that and I sat my cute butt down and I was like, girlfriend, it's time to have a come to Jesus moment. (laughs) And let's figure this, this out because we're not going to be successful and have the life and business you want to create. If we keep, um, serving the comparison monster and serving this insecurity, um, that's leading your business. So I sat down and I asked myself question after question, who did you want to be? What type of experience did you want to create? What type of photos did you want to create? What type of photographer, what type of experience did you want to offer your community? Question after question after question. And through that experience, I created unbeknownst to me then the connection method and building a connection based brand. Cause I was tapping into me. I was tapping into what I wanted to offer. And so I let, I allowed that brand that I created those branding words that I created, which were warm, real, timeless, classic lead my business, lead my decisions, lead the consistency. Consistency breeds confidence. And so that's how I got confident in that. And then a few years ago, when I specialized, when I switched my specialty to lifestyle branding, I would ask my clients, okay, what is your brand? Mm -hmm. And (laughs) what would happen was they would present me with two of the same answers. One was look at my beautiful business card and look at my logo and design. Mm -hmm. And the other is, oh yeah, my brand, it's kind of like this social media thing. I need to help. I need to really do better on my social media, which one is brand design and one is marketing. And I found that there was a huge gap with entrepreneurs and leaders not actually knowing what a brand was. So I dug deep and I pulled all those questions that I asked for myself and started developing the connection method. And it honestly has just helped my clients. It has helped me. It has helped this community um, really start understanding why we're doing something and having intentionality, intentionality behind our decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that is a really, really long winded answer to how I got into this, but it really does paint the picture of who, where I was, how we got here. And then the bigger vision, I hope that was my goal. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And I think that that's super relatable because I mean, that comparison monster that you're talking about, I mean, I don't think a single one of us can raise our hand and say, we haven't met that guy. I mean, he is a jerk. (laughs) Honestly, Mm -hmm. everything, everything that we do, we're comparing it in some way. And I think that's really, really special nugget of information to have is to, you know, once you get consistent and once you have that conviction in who you are, then you really stop doing that. It's really hard to do. That's very hard to hone that in. Absolutely. And you know, what was the biggest thing was I use, and we'll probably dive into this a little bit later, but one of the key elements of the connection method and defining a connection-based brand is defining your branding words. They are the foundation for everything that you filter every single piece of your life, your business, your, your job. And I mean like everything through Mm -hmm. these words. And so when I would start feeling, um, that comparison monster bubble up when I was like scrolling through social media and I would see a beautiful photo and a a really talented photographer or even a really talented business leader, I would ask myself, are they warm, real, timeless, classic? Um, And it would really present me this opportunity to reflect back on, well, no, 
And Warm Real Timeless Classic is the type of photography I offer. So mm -hmm. I appreciate what they offer, but it's not me. Let me move on. Um, and then, you know, as my business has grown as grown as an overall branding educator and as a figure of, of teaching this, my branding work, <clears throat> excuse me, my branding words are real education, inspiration, empowerment, and joy. And so these words are what helps me keep the comparison monster at bay and also keep me excited and, and motivated to serve my community with what I have to offer. Um, and so it's really important to, to have that brand to help you to help you really fight against that comparison monster because we all, mm -hmm. all, all experience it. And if you're saying you don't, you be lying, boo. <laughs> yeah. Here, here. So, I mean, who who is branding for? Because some of our listeners might be might be listening to this and think, well, I'm not a business owner necessarily. I'm I don't feel like I'm an entrepreneur, but so who do who would you say branding is for, really? So I always tell people short answer. If you are alive and breathing, you need to define your brand. <laughs> because <clears throat> excuse me because it is so important to understand who you are. And that is your personal brand. Now, I take it a step further and I specialize, I, I created this whole idea of connection-based branding. And so to take it to even a deeper level, I tell people, if you wanna build a brand and especially if you wanna build a connection-based brand, it is for you if you are an individual or group who want to serve your community and make an impact in your community. If you want to step outside of your bubble and actually make an impact in your community, branding is for you because it'll help you define a, an intentional path to help you do that. So yes, it is for entrepreneurs who own their own business, but I also say that it is for intrapreneurs who are leaders within an organization who might be an employee status. Because if you brand yourself as an employee, you can use that brand on your resume. You can use that as a website on your social media to brand yourself as a leader within your organization to help show your um, boss and leadership the um, the next steps you want to take in your um, in your career. You can use it to help you ask for promotions or raises. It's very, very crucial to define yourself um, and define your brand, whether you're an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur. It's it's for both realms for sure. Absolutely. I love that. I, I think that's important to remember. Yeah, so, absolutely. And that's the thing. We need to know that branding is for everyone, not mm -hmm. just business owners, for sure. Mm -hmm. So for someone on the outside who I haven't been lucky enough to sit in on one of your seminars or anything like that, how how do you define branding? What is branding? Is it, I'm assuming, more than just a logo? I know. Yes. <laughs> um, what can you what can you teach us? Yes, absolutely. So I always tell people that's actually like one of my talk uh, titles is branding is more than a logo. Nice. Um, because everybody thinks of branding as either your design and colors or marketing. Um, and so I break branding down in, and define branding into three categories. Yes, your design and logo are a part of it. But how can you intentionally have a logo that serves your community and have a design that makes sense to who you are, unless you define a brand foundation? And so branding, how I consider branding and define it is it's composed of three things. The first thing is your branding foundation. The second piece is your branding visuals, which are your design, your, your colors, and then your branding logo, which is just 
the mark or icon of your brand to represent it. And so brand, your branding foundation, that step one is the most important piece. And that's what I specialize in helping people define because what happens when people start to step into a leadership position or start a business, they're so excited uh, and they skip that step one of the brand foundation, which helps you have an intentionality for your decisions. And they instantly go to, well, what does my website look like? What does my logo look like? What are my fonts? What does my business card look like? What is my salon going to look like? How am I going to decorate it? Everybody jumps right into that. And then what happens? is that once the dust settles on their leadership position, once their dust settles in their business, they start feeling scattered because they don't know which direction to go. They don't know how to market themselves. They don't know how to make a decision whether they have option A or option B. They don't know how to be confident in what they've created. And the reason they feel scattered is because they've skipped step one of creating a brand foundation that defines who you are what you value, what people can expect. It's this truly a foundation where you plant your feet in this concrete box that says, this is me, take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. And once you define that branding foundation, which is composed of you know your branding words and who you wanna reach and all of these different things, then you can go to your graphic designer and say, this is the logo I want because X, Y, and Z. It's based on something tangible, not something emotional. And that's what the connection method and defining a connection-based brand is all about. It's taking that emotional brain tornado, that, that what I call the 20-legged octopus syndrome where you feel so <laughs> overwhelmed and it's just so unhealthy and unnatural. You're trying to keep your head above water and trying to juggle it all. Mm -hmm. And take that emotion and turn it into something tangible that you can then serve your community and have an intentional brand uh, visual and message. So in a nutshell, branding is a branding foundation, branding visuals and branding logo, um, but really is your message of how you want to convey yourself. Well, and it's, it just falls in line with a lot of things that you hear, you know, that they say, like, you need to love yourself before you can love someone else. Or you just, it's, it falls in line with that. You need to know yourself and define yourself in order to be successful. I mean, it, it really makes sense when you lay it all out like this. Absolutely. And that's the thing too, is that it's so applicable to not only, um, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, leaders within an organization and entrepreneurs and like solopreneurs who just are, you know, their own personal brand, but also corporations mm -hmm. um, and people who are within a group or team leadership as well. You really need to know what you're bringing to the table because your community wants to know who's at the helm. Mm -hmm. What are your values? Who are you? Who can, who am I giving my trust to? Because that's the thing is that our community, our clients, the people we serve are looking to give trust. We're looking to give our trust to someone and we want to give it to someone who we have similar connection with. We have that similar story. We see ourselves in them. We can trust them. But if we don't know who we are, it's going to be really hard to genuinely connect and, and accept that trust or place or be a place of um, loyalty and, and a place where people can come give their trust. So um, yeah, it all starts with the person, whether it's a solopreneur or someone in a huge corporation or team. Absolutely. So I can see why there'd be some confusion for people who are new to this. What's the main difference between branding and marketing? Yes, that is literally my number one 
question and discussion I go over because I think of um, branding and marketing as um, they're in a relationship, but they're two in, two different individuals. Mm -hmm. um, they work together really well, but they're two separate things. So the most simplistic way I define branding versus marketing and, and um, show the difference is branding is your message. You are someone who is unique. You have a unique offering. You have a message, a purpose, an intentionality of value to give this world. This is something you hold near and dear to your heart. That is your message. That is your brand. And now how marketing comes into play is marketing is how that brand or how that message is delivered. So mm -hmm. I think of it as train tracks and a train. Your brand are the train tracks. They are the thing that anchor you down to the ground. They are the thing that keeps you in the direction that keep you confident and moving forward. And your train is just the thing that's delivering the message. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important when you're thinking about marketing and leveraging marketing um, to help you build your business or build your brand um, in your uh, industry. You first have to define your brand so you know how to market who we're trying to reach, what are we trying to say? Because that's where a lot of people get scattered and frustrated is they dive right into the marketing aspect when they haven't actually defined their message at all. So they're just what I say, throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks mm -hmm. um, in that scenario. So it all comes back down to branding. How funny is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. How so it kind of sounds a little overwhelming. Where yes. do you begin? How do you choose your brand? Yes. So I will have, I have to say branding, especially the branding that I teach, which is um, building a connection based brand through the connection method process is all about connecting with yourself first. So you can best connect with others. And we all know connecting with ourselves is no small feat. It's like, excuse me, I need to have a conversation with myself. <laughs> no, we got time for that. No, no. <laughs> I feel like tears are going to be coming in. So it is a daunting task. So I want to validate our listeners who are like, okay, I want to do this, but I'm terrified. That's completely normal. If you're not terrified, are you human? <laughs> right? <laughs> and so um, one of the ways that people can help define their um, brand is uh, really start asking yourself the three main questions of who are you? What do you value? And because when you build a connection-based brand, we first need to focus on who we are, but connection-based branding is all about others and serving others. So we need to shift the spotlight out to our community and define what others can expect, who we are, what we value, and what others can expect. And even start asking your friends and colleagues, how would you describe me? When you work with me, when you um, hang out with me, what are words described? Because the first step in the connection method is to define your branding words, which are just three to five words or phrases that define who you are, what you value, and what people can expect. And so that's really the first place. And that's where I started 10 years ago was I didn't have the whole connection method. I didn't have the five steps. I didn't have all this stuff. I'm just like, I need something to help filter this comparison monster and just get me in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, start narrowing down um, to three to five words that define who you are and the type of experience you want to create. Um, and, and think about um, asking others to describe 
um, who you are, because it's really hard to define yourself <laughs> uh, unless yeah. you have all of the questions and you're, you've given yourself permission to, you know, brag on yourself and be like, yeah, I'm really good at this. You know, that's where a lot of people get stuck. It's hard stuck to do. Yeah, yeah, it really hard. is. Um, another way is I offer branding audits too, that help people kind of go through some massively deep questions. And we work on that as well. Um, but the connection method will be coming out later this year and that can really help, but really starting point is just defining your branding words just to kickstart it, just to start filtering things, filtering your thoughts through those three to five words or phrases. Um, and like I said, mine are joy, education, inspiration, empowerment, um, and did I say joy already? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So educate, sorry, real education, inspiration, empowerment, and joy. Boy, I should know my branding words, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> What's actually really interesting is that, um, I preach branding words so much that they should roll off your tongue, like your Starbucks order. And I actually have my branding words as my desktop background. I have them framed on my wall. They need to be in front of your face every single day to remind you when your brain starts getting in that brain tornado. So um, yeah, so how people can start is just start defining your branding words, start asking yourself questions and define yourself and what you offer in three to five words or phrases, which is not easy and it takes time. Well, and I remember, um, just from our time together, you mentioning something about everything you post, every decision you make for your business, you go through each one of those mm -hmm. words and say, mm -hmm. is this real? Does this bring joy? Is this educational? And what would you say if it meets at least some of those words or should everything match every single one of those words? Um, you know, I always tell people like when we do brand, when I work with my clients on branding audits, um, I always give them a core branding word. So mm -hmm. if everything falls out of place, like we need to make sure that this is, this, this is where we hit my core branding word is real. Mm -hmm. So if I'm presented an opportunity where I can't be real with people, that's an instant no. So for example, here's, um, a real life example. When you ladies asked me to do this podcast, mm -hmm. um, I trained myself to not instantly say yes. I've trained myself to step back and ask questions. I asked you, you know, who is your demographic? Um, who do you reach? And I asked, and then I took that information and I ran it through my branding words. If I said yes to this opportunity, would it provide me a chance to be real with my crew? Like the people who I really want to reach out to, which mm -hmm. yeah, everyone listening, <clears throat> that's you. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky. But would it provide me a chance to be real? Would it provide me a chance to educate and inspire this group of women um, with a new perspective or some education or empower them with new information? And most importantly, would it provide me a chance to share my joy with them? And the answer was yes, 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 yes. And that's the only reason I'm here on this podcast is because it agreed with my, um, my branding words. I was actually recently working with a client who is starting her own salon and we were going through her branding words and we were getting to the point of she's decorating the salon. And I said, I said to her, <clears throat> you need to go through your branding words when you're buying what plants to buy. Mm -hmm. Like that's how specific, mm -hmm. what plants do you want to buy? How are you speaking? What are you painting the walls? How are you dressing? What color are your chairs? Everything needs to come back down to your branding words. One of her branding words was luxurious. Mm. Spa oh. yeah. And so we wanted to make sure that she had high end plants and not some cheap stuff, 99 cent store stuff. We wanted to make sure she had high end elements that wrap everything back down to her brand. And that's how we stay consistent we don't have to, you know, think about 
so many different things if we just keep it simple. I remember I was working with a corporate client and I asked them their brand and they said, well, we've got a 30 page document that um, kind of represents our brand. And I said, oh, okay, well, that's great. But when, when we are in the brain tornado and we need to make a, a quick decision and need to stay consistent, I don't think anybody is going to be running through the 30 pages of who you are as a brand. Yeah, yeah, that'd <laughs> like, be a lot. Let's get them locked down. And so that's easy for people to actually stay consistent, which then breeds confidence and which breeds the slay all day sister attitude. <laughs> Well, and it really does start to just become a part of your life. I mean, I noticed my wardrobe completely changed without me even really realizing what was happening. Once I kind of defined who my brand was, at least in my real estate business and, you know, that part of things, I just, my wardrobe changed, like just the way that I carried myself changed, the way I decorate my home changed. It just became this like, part of me or I became myself finally. I don't really know which order it was, but it was amazing that you don't even, it gets to a point where you don't even really think about it. It's just, you're, you just change. You know, what's so interesting. Um, I really subscribe to this, but the great Tyra Banks said this. she was like, you need to define a brand that does not require a lot of housekeeping. Hmm. You need to define a brand that is essentially you. We just need to take the emotional you and turn it into something tangible. These three to five words or phrases that are your branding words. And that's really what it's about. It's, it's also what's really important to understand is that when you define your brand and you start owning it, you're giving yourself permission to be you. Mm -hmm. You're validating the fact that you are enough and what you have to offer is valued and valid. It's giving you permission to be you. And that's the thing that people don't realize about the power of branding and especially this connection-based branding. When you connect with yourself and you define this, you can stand confident in who you are mm -hmm. and know why you are who you are. So that's the power of building a connection-based brand. Exactly what you're saying is just like, it allows you to be you and validates you for sure. Oh, goosebumps. You know what's so interesting? Um, if if you followed me for a hot second, you know that I am a fangirl of, of Miss Oprah Winfrey. She is my queen and my forever. Um, and she I always I always like to share this this story that she shared. Um, she has interviewed thousands of people. And she did, she noticed that there was one similarity between everyone that she interviewed, whether she was interviewing someone, a convict on death row or a president, there was one question that every single person she interviewed asked at the end of the interview. And it was, was that good enough? Was mm -hmm. that okay? I don't care who you are, us as humans, strive and need validation. We're just looking to, to know, did we do it right? Are we on the right track? And that's what building a connection-based brand is all about, is creating this path of validation, a way to self-validate yourself and say, yes, girl, you've got this. You're on the right track. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You're on the right track. And so I always think about that what Oprah said, um, and know that no one is above needing validation. And this is such an incredible way to give it to ourselves. I love that. Ooh. 
getting deep. Yeah, little here. goosebumps. <laughs> I know every time I tell a story, like, oh, that's so good. I know. <laughs> so just, good. Yeah, let's have a moment of silence <laughs> for that. A moment Thank of silence. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got all the Oprah isms. We could have a whole podcast of me sharing my, my thoughts on Oprah and, and the wisdom she's given me and how I've applied it because she is queen. <laughs> Bow down. <laughs> yes. So, what would you say? would be the top three essential pieces of branding? Yes. So I've definitely um, talked about the first one, which are your branding words. Um, When I do branding audits, we spend a giant chunk of our conversation talking about branding words and why we're choosing these words, because they are the filter for everything, as I've explained. Another piece is really defining who you want to bring into your circle and how I define it in connection-based branding and in the connection method is not your ideal client. Because when we define our ideal client, that suggests a transactional relationship. Mm -hmm. But when we're building a connection-based brand, our goal is to serve others. Our goal is to make an impact in our community, not just the people who give us money, But our colleagues, our leadership, our mentors, our employees, everyone in our circle has an impact on who we are and where we go. So we really need to be specific on the characteristics of who we want to attract to what I call our ideal community, Mm. the individuals who we serve. And then another thing that I uh, really uh, recommend people do as a third piece is defining your gap. And defining your gap is defining what makes you different. I always tell people that it's not about what makes you the best. Being the best is an imaginary concept. And it's really hard to strive for the best when you're grasping at air. There's nothing to achieve or grab hold of because it'll change based on someone's you know, perspective, perception, or, or idea. So if we can shift our perspective to defining what makes us different, and claiming our stake in the industry that we're in, of what makes us different, and the gap that we can fill with what makes us different, that's when the magic can happen. I always talk about how when you define what makes you different, it creates these tiny little connection pieces. And that's all we're trying to do is sharing who we are and defining who we are to create these connection pieces that people can grab hold of and say, me too. Mm-hmm. Because the more we can share ourselves and share our story and share our connection-based brand, others can see themselves in us and they can be seen as well and say, oh, I can give them my trust. I can give them my loyalty. I can give them my respect. It's just giving these tiny little connection pieces. It's about what makes you different because that's how people can connect. It's about what makes you imperfect. That's how people can connect. No one can connect with perfection. No one can connect with perfection because perfection doesn't exist. What makes you different exists and is something tangible that you can define and so really starting to define what the characters characteristics of who you are and what you offer um the gap of what makes Mm -hmm. you different is so incredibly important um i always use this example of the taylor swift factor Mm -hmm. i don't care if you love or hate taylor swift but i mean i i adore her (laughs) i think we We all can agree as a collective that Taylor Swift is not the best singer technically in the world. 
Mm -hmm. that has ever crossed the stage. I mean, we've got a Celine or a Whitney or, you know, we can agree she's probably not the best singer in the world. However, she has more Grammys, is, has a net worth that's higher, has a more impactful and uh, loyal following than Mariah Carey. And we can all agree Mariah Carey's got the pipes and she can sing. Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift has really found out what makes her different. She's a storyteller. She's create. She's made a, a career on creating connection pieces that people can see themselves in her, and therefore they give her their loyalty. Therefore, they give her the, her their dollars and their trust. Mm-hmm. She has created such an impactful and successful business and brand based on what makes her different, not what makes her the best. And so that's what I always remind myself of is that let's not be the best. Let's be different because that's how we can make the biggest impact. I love that. I I find myself a lot of times asking myself why, I mean, there's hundreds of real realtors just even in my small area. Why would somebody choose me? Like, why would they choose me? And I, I find myself doing that often and I have to kind of like bring myself back down and, you know, get back to the core of what what I'm doing here but it's that's that's such a hard thing to do again everything that you know the deep root of this these are a lot of like inner self challenges that we all experience so I keep saying that's a hard thing to do because to really Mm -hmm. get into this what you're teaching this connection method connecting with yourself diving deep into yourself it's it's hard to face those things super hard yes And, you know, honestly, one of the biggest things that I start off the book talking about is the number one rule going through this is to give yourself grace Mm -hmm. and do not strive for perfection. Because again, nobody can identify with perfection. The struggle that you're going through, going through this process, share it because Mm -hmm. that's going to be a huge connection piece. People are going to be like, oh my gosh, sister, me too. Me too. I know it's struggle. It's a struggle, Bill. I know. Like the struggle is real as, as funny yeah. as it sounds like the struggle <laughs> is so real and that's, that's how, how we connect. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's hard. But chances it are so someone else is, is sharing your same struggle. I mean, chances are truly with any struggle you're having, there's someone else mm-hmm. who's dealing oh, with Oh, absolutely. That's one thing we all connect with is we all have a story and there's someone's voice who we will connect with out there. And yeah, there might be a hundred and one um, realtors, but someone's going to connect with you mm-hmm. because of your story, your personality, your background. There's, there's a place for you and your voice is valid mm-hmm. and people need to hear it. If you really want to make an impact, you just have to open up and share and you're going to be rewarded and impact so many more people by sharing versus staying silent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've definitely found that it's, mm-hmm. it feels good too, you know? Mm-hmm. to be yourself, Absolutely. you know, I always tell people that if you're going to create a post that seems a little bit like on social media, that seems a little bit vulnerable, or you've got the butterflies in your tummy, that's the one that's going to make the biggest impact. And mm-hmm. still to this day, I get butterflies in my tummy when I, when I put a post out there and I'm like, Oh, I know this one's going to be really big. <laughs> 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 it does not feel good. <laughs> but I'm like, it's not for me. It's not for me. It's not for me. And that's the thing we have to remind ourselves when we build a connection based brand, it's about others. It's not about ourselves. It's about providing value and connection to others. Mickey and I will text each other when we do a 
a really vulnerable post on this space and be like, I just posted this. Is this okay? And, mm-hmm. you know, we always are telling each other, it's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Like, thank you so much for sharing that. I needed to hear that today. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. you got to put it out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's terrifying, but we can all like join arms together and like, look at each other and be like, ready girls. We're terrified. <laughs> Let's go. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like going to the house of social media. Just oh. like, it'll be fine. It's scary, but it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so what, what's some advice that you can offer for um, someone's getting started in their business, just kind of dipping their toes in? What can you, what can you offer them besides the whole bunch of information that yeah. you just gave besides everyone? Thank you so I much. Shared, <laughs> overwhelmed your listeners with of just like either paralyzed them or like gave them the go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, besides all of that, um, I would say uh, you are going to do it 10 times better, uh, not alone. Mm-hmm. The um, best piece of advice I've ever been given is ask and receive help. Um, now, whether that is just, you know, asking or receiving help from a babysitter so you can work for an hour in peace, um, or maybe that is helping you with your health and you know, joining a gym with someone who leads classes, um, or maybe it's getting a mentor, maybe it's helping, you know, helping you define your brand or helping you with social media management, getting educated in the places that you're not feeling confident, maybe hiring a graphic designer or bringing in a web designer or doing a trade with someone to get things kicked off. The best advice I can give people is don't go at it alone. This podcast is a perfect place for us to come together and and connect, right? We're all just seeking connection. And so you need to find a local uh, networking group that's not just full of hot air and business cards, but a real networking group. Find um, an amazing community on Instagram. Look through hashtags. Find mentors, um, people who connect. So don't go at it alone because your brain will block you from growth. Your inner voice will block you from growth as long as you are doing it on your own. Um, So that's the biggest advice is get help where you're feeling insecure or overwhelmed. Um, And of course, define your branding words. (laughs) (laughs) Number one thing, define your brand foundation before you define all the pretty things. (laughs) Right. Nice. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, I think that this is a good segue. We're talking about, you know, being real and one of your main branding words is real. So we have a little segment on this podcast we like to do that's called our hot mess moments where we share, we have our guests share moments where they've just been total hot messes. So we would love for you to share one. Um, just one, because I feel like I <laughs> as a hot mess all the time. And I'm proud of it, to be honest. Like, it's nothing to be ashamed of because it's a connection piece. But I will have to say, I definitely had a hot mess moment. The first, we're in this quarantine right now, this COVID quarantine thing. Um, I live alone. And so, and I'm an extrovert. And I didn't get my people fixed. And so, the first week of the quarantine, I just made two bags of frozen sweet potato fries and just sat in my underwear <laughs> staring up at the ceiling eating sweet potato fries a lot of them by myself listening to sad music <laughs> and I was like this real attractive Kels real attractive <laughs> this is so, my life now 
Like literally, this is my life now. And I literally felt like I was ballooning. I'm like, oh, the COVID-19 is about to take place. Own it. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the first week was really hard. Like really, really, really hard. Um, Not having my community because it's such an important piece of my life and, and, and my business and everything. So I would definitely say recently that was a very unattractive moment for me. <laughs> but uh yeah I feel I tr- but though I, I truly feel like my my life is a hot mess every single day and I am so incredibly proud of it like it's nothing to be ashamed of mm-hmm. because if it was perfect it means it's not real it means it's not something that people can identify with and so I've really validated myself of if I'm having a moment then share it and and be real with people don't overshare but yeah. share tidbits because I'm all about helping others so share the tidbit and then add value to them of how they can be served and not just like venting all your stuff. It's like your social media, your voice, your platform, everything is about how you use yourself as the vessel to help others. And so that's kind of how I use my hotness is just like, okay, this is a scenario, but this is how I can help you mm-hmm. or at least identify with where you're at too. <laughs> Oh yeah. Honestly, potatoes in our underwear for all. (laughs) Anytime that something like hot mess happens to me, I'm like, yes, I can share this on the podcast and I know it's gonna connect with somebody. Like, oh, I just peed my pants the other day. Like, can't wait to tell everyone podcast. I I sneeze so hard. I and I I and I've not had any children, and I was like, well that that was shocking. <laughs> and I was like, okay, guess. Okay. Yeah. I sneezed really hard. And I was like, I think, I think that just happened. <laughs> it's relatable. Yeah. That. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I have learned so much. I have a whole page of notes and of course, cannot wait to get your book congratulations on that that is incredible our first author on here (laughs) oh my gosh that's you know can I actually tell you a really quick story of how that whole thing came about yes please I love watching that journey it was actually crazy of how this whole thing came about because um I've been just kind of creating you know this branding questionnaire chatting with people through this idea um, just very casually through photo shoots. And then I was asked to speak at this women's networking event about social media and just branding and just the things that I've learned as an entrepreneur. And, and afterwards, this woman came up to me and was just like, I want to hire you to help me brand my business. I've had businesses before and I've always been scattered and I want to do it the right way. Like what you're talking about. And I was like, okay, well, I've never done like one-on-one help before. So give me a little bit and I'll put something together. And so I sat down at the computer and I was just going to write like a 10 page workbook for her to go through. And two weeks later I had 300 pages and it turned into the connection method of everything I learned in my past, you know, eight to nine, now even 10 years, putting it all into this one place. And then as it grew, as I was going through guinea pig testers of this whole process and um, all these different things, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually something really big and important. And I need to make sure this is really good. And so I was going through the drafts and revising and getting so overwhelmed. And what was so crazy is that that woman who asked me to help her build her business, her business was an author and book coach. Wow. Oh, my gosh. 
And so she went through the connection method. She knows it so intimately. And then here I was this scattered hot mess. And she's like, let me help you. And so I'm working with her right now to finish up the final things. But it's so crazy how that happened is that I needed help. I had this, this, this message. She helped, you know, make it happen. And then I needed help to get this wrapped up into a box. And here she was served up on a silver platter. Isn't that crazy yes. how that happens? I just got chills. Like right? that, talk about destiny or whatever you believe in. That is, that's incredible. Like I know. And, and people always ask me, what's the, what's the trick to writing a book? I'm like, get yourself a book coach immediately. And I stay <laughs> up the staff because I mean it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the turning point in everything was having a, a book author coach for sure. She really has helped me again. Where's what, what's the biggest advice? Have someone help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I can't wait to read it. Cause I mean, you can just feel like your passion pouring out of you. And I just, in this, in this book, I'm just excited to feel that whenever I read it, you know, I mean, it's, it's amazing how passionate you are about this. It's contagious. You know interesting. I'll, I'll throw another Oprah is in there for you. Um, Oprah talks about how we have one job in life. We only have one job. It's to find your purpose and get to the business of doing it. And I knew when I was 13 that I was meant to do something to create an impact on a big, in a big way. I had no idea what my message was. I had no idea what I was supposed to do. And through photography, through my experience, you know, growing up as an entrepreneur with learning from a connection-based branded grandfather who, you know, and, and, um, you know, through my experience here I am and I definitely have found my purpose because I've seen lives change, businesses change, and I'm just so fired up about it. I I can't help but just like share my joy. And so um, I'm so excited for it to come out. And um, I just appreciate the fact that you appreciate my enthusiasm for it. Oh my gosh, so much. I'm like, I'm not, we should have done this podcast in like in the morning. I'm not gonna be able to go to bed after this. I'm all amped up. (laughs) Crank out some work or something. I'm a walking Americano. What can I say? (laughs) Awesome. It's amazing. Gosh. Okay, well, I guess to kind of wind us down and just kind of relax a little bit. <laughs> and We're going to have a joint meditation ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? We're just going to wrap it up with just a really quick game. Not, I love it. Not too exciting, but it's, it's going to be pretty fun. Um, just a little would you rather. Okay, I'm so, ready. I kind of try to remember my branding word is real. So who knows what's going to come out of my mouth? (laughs) Bring it. (laughs) Too funny. Okay. Would you rather make headlines for saving a life or for winning a Nobel prize? Ooh, um, I would say Nobel prize because that means you have a bigger impact on more people. Mm-hmm. potentially I could I don't know I could get slaughtered for that answer but I'd say Nobel Prize I see a global um, impact in that way you could save yeah. lives in a bigger mm-hmm. you know, capacity that way yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's fun though okay would you rather always have to take a cold shower or sleep just an hour less than you really need to be fully rested oh sleep less I don't sleep as it is and I love showers, warm showers. I, I'm a walking icicle, so it's the only way for yeah. me to get warm. So sleep less. Sleep yeah. Less. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather always lose or never play? 
Oh, always lose. I'm losing every single day. Yeah. As a business. <laughs> Absolutely. You success, you succeed by losing. <laughs> yep. When I, if I'm like, Oh, I, I failed today. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know now what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Really wise. Well, answer. My friend. <laughs> okay. This is kind of, a, I thought this one was pretty deep, hard kind of okay. question. Okay. Would you rather forget who you are or forget who everyone else is? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we right? went deep, y'all. Real deep. I know. Um, you know what's so interesting is I'm thinking, I'm like, I've spent so much time like defining who I am. And it's something that I'm so incredibly proud of. Um, again, my whole perspective is what things can I do to help the greater good and to help others in the biggest way possible? So, but then, oh, mm. uh, I don't want to forget myself. What was that? What was the other one? What was? Yeah. So either forget who you are or forget who everyone else is. Okay. So maybe forget who everyone else is and then just let my voice help them in some way. Oh, neither. Neither. (laughs) Like then you can make new friends all over again, maybe? Yes. Yes, will you still be my friend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. that's a hard one. Yeah. Okay. Super Last hard. one. Would you rather be stranded on an island all alone or with someone that you hate? <laughs> oh, with someone I hate, for sure. Because I can win really? it over. Okay. I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can forgive. Absolutely. Nice. Keep it interesting. Oh, because I've been experiencing the alone on the island with the <laughs> right. And I would love to have someone to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty applicable. I knew so exactly right the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am on that island right now. I am. I really so, am. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's all I had. So thank you for playing. But, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Kelsey, what's next for you? The book's coming out sometime later this year. Yes. Yes. So what's next for me? Um, obviously, we're kind of waiting on what the world is doing with this quarantine. But as of right now, um, I'm working on finishing the book. My goal is to have it out by winter, by the end of this year, um, and then hopefully launch my book tour and go all over the U.S. to, to share the connection method. Um, and also right now, I'm, I'm really serving my clients via Zoom um, for branding audits. So if you are super intrigued by this connection method process um, and but are super overwhelmed of where do I even start, um, most people who walk away from branding audits leave with so much clarity and confidence. And I just recently had a client, she was like, I'm not afraid to go after my goals anymore because now I have a direction. Awesome. And... Um, and so that's where I'm serving people right now today, our brand individual branding audits um, online. So that's something I can help your, your listeners with. Um, but yeah, that's where we're headed is just the book launch. And then I do speak um, and uh, share this message and share the basics of the connection method with small groups, workshops. Um, and then, of course, I have a lifestyle branding photography that go perfectly hand in hand with defining your brand and then illustrating that message um, for your website, marketing, things like that. Um, but one of the things that I really want to leave you ladies with and also your um, listeners is the power of branding is so incredibly important that it does give that um, con- that that foundation of confidence 
But another thing too, is it really helps us push past those fears. A lot of people have the fear of what will people think of me? Mm -hmm. What will people think of me if I do this or this? But I want you to shift this perspective. And I want to leave you with this thought is that when you brand yourself, you define the narrative. You tell people how you want them to see you. You tell people how you want them to speak about you. You tell people what the narrative is about you. And so it's really interesting when I get messages from people on Instagram or emails or what have you, people say, I love how real you are. That was so inspiring. That brought so much joy to my heart. People are saying my words back to me and that's not um, by accident. It's because I've defined the narrative of how I want to be and who I am. And so that's the power of branding is that it squashes some of these fears and blocks that we have. And I am so incredibly honored that I get to share this um, with your listeners and the idea of the connection method and building a connection-based brand, because we really define the narrative. We take the power back. Oh my gosh. Love that so much. (laughs) I'm like, do we have to go? Can we just keep <laughs> you all night forever? This is oh, this has been incredible, like mind blowing, amazing information, life changing stuff. Thank you so much, and I'm so I'm so excited for you. A book, oh, just the book and a book tour, like that is so <laughs> huge. That's well, why not me? Exciting. Like I'm yeah. just your average regular gal. Like, but I'm like, well, why not? Yeah. And with the power of Instagram and if you want, you know, we, I can really go anywhere with it. And um, if you want to get to know me more or hang out with me more, I hang out on Instagram on the daily and my stories are a great way to get to know me and, and we have conversations. So yeah, <laughs> that's what, what's your Instagram handle? Do you want to share that? My Instagram ha- handle is Kelsey M as in Mary Curtis and Curtis is spelled with a K. Um, my friends call me KK, so you can too. <laughs> yeah, it's at Kelsey M as in Mary Curtis, Curtis with a K. Uh, and then my website is KelseyCurtis.com. And, um, but yeah, Instagram is definitely where you can find me hanging out. And uh, those stories are, are where, where we establish friendships and um, yeah. the people who stick around and engage and participate and are so excited about connection-based branding and making an impact in their community. I call them my connection crew. So I invite you to become a part of the connection crew and head over to my Instagram and give me a follow so we can um, really encourage each other and empower each other to define our brand, define our narrative and stand confidently in who we are and what we offer. I mean, that I think that is the perfect perfect ending to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to mess it up. That was great. (laughs) Okay. So go check her out. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in again this week and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to boss ladies and babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate review and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at boss ladies and babies. And until next time, Stay bossy. bossy. Testing, testing, testing. This is my voicemail.